0: 6.12 now on this um, Thursday, mo- Wednesday morning. I'm a confused because I took two days off. But somebody texted in and said the traffic is terrible. Highway 23 south from Terry Parkway to Bell Chase. As I was leaving my home this morning, and I'm in a rental car, so I forgot my phone and I had to go back and get it. In the time I left my house and pulled out on the Highway 23, which is not that far from, say, the high school and Adams Catfish, and went around the block to get the phone, some kind of accident must have happened down on twenty three because the traffic was backed up and I had to go the back way by what used to be Ballester's and is now bromart to get to work. That was then. That was like at 4.30, so I can only imagine what it is now. So if you're headed down to that plant, keep in mind... That construction site or down in that area, you're going to have some heavy traffic, plus fog is not helping as well. And if you know more about that and you can text in, that's fine. I'm getting some text here. Not sure if I would be labeled liberally conservative or conservatively liberal, probably just an anomaly. I've been a conservative Republican, somebody says, my whole life. But over the ten last 10 years, I've become a moderate independent. Um, I'm 63, grew up in South Louisiana. The world I grew up in could be considered conservative Democrats. That doesn't seem to uh, exist anymore. Somebody else said politically agnostic. Somebody else said fiscally conservative, socially liberal. And that would apply to me, which I think would make me a libertarian as we're talking about labels. David Schultz joins us now, professor of political science at Hamlin University. How you doing, David? I am doing very well, and I hope you're doing well. I, I am. I ha- have the labels... Of or, or the way you classify voters um, been revised as of late, or have they changed, or is it still pretty much the same?
2: I, I think the la- Well, I think a couple things are happening. I think the labels are changing, and what it means to have those, and what those labels actually mean, may be changing also too. I mean, think about something when you were describing people maybe as being, let's say, socially liberal. You know, if we were to go back, I'm going to say. Ten years, fifteen years ago, um, socially liberal probably would not have included, let us say, support for marriage equality, or you know, or some, you know, other, let's say, you know, support for LGBTQ rights, you know. But but what it means in terms of it now has shifts shifted, and I think the same thing in terms of let us say. I don't know what it means to be fiscally conservative. You know, um, I think we're, we're starting to see, you know, some some people, especially I see this in my students who will say they're fiscally conservative, you know. But on the other hand, they support, you know, funding for certain types of programs. And so uh, so, I, so I, I think we're seeing a generational shift in terms of of what labels mean. But that always happens. You know what we used to mean by liberal versus conservative. um you know, from one generation, shifts across another generation. So I would say um, people are changing their labels, but the labels themselves and what they represent are also changing their meaning.
0: What does this latest Gallup poll indicate? Well, this is a really
2: interesting poll, is that it points to yet another sort of divide in America. And we've known for the last, let's say, 30 or so years, maybe maybe 40 years, that there's what's called a gender divide um, in American politics, where more women are voting for Democrats um, than men are, and men are more likely to vote Republican. Um, But what we're now starting to look at is a different dimension, not, let's say, party, you know, Democrat versus Republican, but liberal versus conservative. And what we're seeing is that um, women um, in general have moved further in the liberal direction, um, and there's some indication that men, depending on how you read the poll, and the poll says it too, either men are staying pat or moving maybe a little bit further to the right. But certainly, what the broader piece is pointing to is the fact that that across you know sex or gender, whichever term you prefer to use, uh, women are becoming um, more liberal across all demographics um, and creating yet a, a, a another dimension or divide in America. And I think that's the interesting interesting part about it because the research that i do talks a lot about polarization and and we're really divided on so many different dimensions like if we were to and i say this i do this in my class if i were to write the word like republican and democrat on the board and, and and map it out here we can map it out and say you know republican versus democrat is a difference in terms of race gender um region oftentimes religion um, um generations age And so it just becomes this this gender dimension that the Gallup poll talked about, yet another um, indication of the divide in our society.
0: Somebody texted in, nice try. A libertarian is not fiscally conservative, socially liberal. If you are socially liberal, you are a big loser liberal, period, just by virtue of support of social programs and activities makes you a hopeless, full-blown liberal. Sorry. How common is that that people like this person have texted in think, They know everything. They know what every value is. They know what every belief is. They think that everybody that believes anything that is in the least bit different than they are is wrong.
2: Well, I think that's become much more common. I mean, what's supposed to be. Oh, wait. Somebody
0: else just texted this up as well. Women are liberal because they are hopelessly uninformed, the same person ignorant. So I guess it's misogynistic as well as whatever.
2: <laughs> well yeah i was gonna say that one certainly that same
0: right.
2: person oh, oh same person yeah. okay yeah okay yeah yeah so so what so what i was gonna say is that when we you start to think about what was supposed to be the hallmark of our society for so long is the whole concept of what we call toleration. You know, that if you happen to be Catholic, I was Protestant, or you were, you know, liberal versus conservative or like that, we're kind of like, eh, all right, live and let live. You know, we agree to disagree, you know, we we fight it out in politics and we go home and have a beer afterwards or something, you know. And and to me, in part, my model gets a little bit, for those of you who might remember, Ronald Reagan versus Tip O'Neill. You know, not Mm -hmm. a bad, you know. Opposite sides of the aisles um, disagreed, but guess what? They could they could still figure out how to how to live with one another. And I just mention that because what we seem to be having here is some of this breakdown in terms of um, respect or toleration for the other side. And of course, of course, what so many of us do now is we are absolutely convinced that the other side is absolutely intolerant, wrong, and extreme, without considering the fact of. Well, maybe where am I standing in the world and maybe I'm actually extreme, intolerant, um, um, um and out of touch or something. I, I think I mean, this poor I'm
0: misguided, misogynistic person that sent this up, and I would have to believe it was a, a man, not a woman, saying yeah. women are liberal yeah. because they're hopelessly uninformed. I, I, I think they might have and i and I've got to be careful how I say this, because of um like some kind of mental issues where they think that it's up to them and them alone. They're so far down the rabbit hole, so entrenched, yeah. entrenched yeah. in the cable news that they like and the yeah. websites that they follow that they think it is up to them to save the republic. And that, to me, is kind of dangerous because, A, there's nothing they can do about it. It's not true. And, B, who knows what kind of action they may take. Oh,
2: you're absolutely right. Okay, in, in, in a different part of my life, you know, I, I'm, I'm an attorney, a law professor, and I do training for for a lot of organizations, like nonprofit organizations. And I can always tell when when an organization is going to fall apart when somebody in a critical position says something to the effect of, "This organization couldn't exist without me." Uh-huh. And I usually say at that point, "It's time for you to go."
0: Uh, yeah, you know. Somebody told me, Dave, we got to take a break here. Yeah. Whenever anybody thinks that they're indispensable, put your whole put your whole fist into a bucket of water and take it out, and the hole that's left—that's how much you're going to be missed. So, whoever texted us in, if you think it's up to you to save the republic, and if you think you know all of the answers, because as you texted in, you're 67 years old and and you're down the rabbit hole, and you—and this person texts me these out-of-nowhere stories from some who-knows-what website or whatever, it might be time to get some help or to go outside and take a walk because you're deluding yourself. And, and, you know, David, you're talking about people getting along. I saw a clip the other day of Reagan and Mondale debating, and Reagan said he wasn't going to use his opponent's youth and uh, inexperience against him, and they both laughed about it on the debate stage. Can you imagine that happening now? Never, never happened now. I will right, we'll take a break, pick it up here. we come back. Talking to David Schultz, professor of political science at Hamlin University, 621, traffic now, WWL. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
2: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
0: Somebody texted in, we're talking, Tommy Tucker, by the way, at um, 626 on this Wednesday morning, talking to David Schultz, professor of political science at Hamlin University about a Gallup poll that shows American women have becoming more liberal. Somebody texted in and said, it's not about getting along, it's about what's right. And again, there, professor, it seems as though people think that they have the absolute answer and everybody else is wrong, and they seem to forget that the country is made of what percent Democrats represent Republicans? You well, know, we're about evenly split, let's say roughly 35, 35 or something like so that. So where in the hell do you get off or anybody get off, not you, but that and that person yeah. thinking that everything needs to be your way and that the other side doesn't have a voice because that's the way you think the country should be run? What, is that well, we, becoming more prevalent?
2: It is right now. We're seeing that. And again, if we look at the way I describe American politics now, and, and I describe, you know, and, and in my teaching and research, 50 years ago, American politics was a bell-shaped curve. You know, you know what bell-shaped curves look like kind of big and fat in the center. American t- public opinion converged in the center. Most of us agreed on some stuff. There were some... Far left, far right. But now, over 50 years, we've turned into—I'll describe it several ways—a double camel, double hump camel's back, or a bimodal curve, or whatever. And the percentage that see themselves as as centrist has gone down, and we're pushing further and further to the extremes. And with that extremes, the parties have not sorted themselves out by ideology. They sorted themselves out by race. They sorted themselves out by gender, et cetera, et cetera. We live in such. Perfect bubbles now, um, um, in so many ways, and, and we never interact with other people who 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 think differently us, and so what it winds up doing is it reinforces us we you know so i so i think 1 plus 1 is 3 all my friends around me think 1 plus 1 plus is 3 well therefore i have to be right and anybody else out here who says to the contrary has to be you know some kind of stupid idiot or something like that um, and, and, and that's become the reality unfortunately of american politics over the last 50 years
0: so here's the deal james carville says that it's never too late to change candidates that um, Biden not doing a Super Bowl interview indicates something, OK, negative that, mm-hmm. about his cognitive functions. So if you are a hard right Republican and you think Biden is not there anymore, guess what? You agree with James Carville. But you can't just agree with James Carville when he says stuff that you think uh, agrees with what you believe. Right. I mean, that that yeah. in and of itself shows a, a, a problem with thinking. Right.
2: You're absolutely right. I mean, I suspect if we could get beyond the labels, if we could just – act, and there's evidence to support this too – if we got behind the words that polarize us, we still do have a lot of agreement on a lot of stuff in our society. I mean phrases like, I don't know, um, 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 abortion or Second Amendment or immigration, um, they're more than just labels. I'm going to call them marketing devices by interest groups and in the parties to get us hot and bothered, you know. But if we talked about issues differently, for example, do we support people's right to privacy, the right to be able to do what they want in their bedroom? Do we support, you know, and fill in the blank, et cetera, et cetera, like that? Um, we we have we have more agreement, but but we get going back to the beginning of the show here. We get locked into labels, locked into terms, um, and once we hear those terms, it's like the hair on the back of our necks go up, and we just can't we can't seem to um, um, get beyond those labels
0: i do think um that we both we have two severely flawed candidates heading into this presidential race but Mm -hmm. we're so determined not we but a lot of people are so determined about beating the other guy they don't care that their guy's deeply flawed
2: i think you're absolutely right and i think there's an awful lot of us out there who agree with your sentiments
0: and have no voice and and for whatever reason nobody's listening and we're heading for this train wreck and it continues to happen. Thank you. Appreciate your time, David Schultz, professor of political science at Hamlin University. When we come back, we'll talk to another David, David Cresson, executive director of CCA Louisiana, about the Men Hayden industry and new rules. And, and the, short, the rules are short of what they hope for, but maybe it'll be better than nothing. We'll talk when we come back right now. Time for WWL First News